This is the day that the Lord has made. Sunday, we'll call the order of service received on the way in. We're using God's service one from the Lutheran service book, hymns 940, 578, 831, 614, and 825. We'll begin with confession and absolution, followed by the sharing of the peace and the processional Let's talk. say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all our righteousness. Let us kneel and be seated with confessions.
singing of the Ottawa River. Behind me up here, you'll see 
sermon in thy strong word on page 12 and 13.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Ah, the experience of a brand new 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. There's that beautiful picture on top of the box, which is sealed on all four sides of the bottom with the paper cover covering over the joint. And you run your thumbnail along the edge to cut the paper and then carefully open the box so you don't drop any pieces And you look inside, and it is a jumbled, incomprehensible mess of gray pieces and colorful pieces, all in complicated shapes. It's a crazy mess. But you don't give up and close the box. Instead, you dump out the pieces on the table, and you start to sort. You turn all the pieces colorful side up. You separate the edge pieces from the center pieces. And if you're patient and persistent, you can make sense of the jumble and assemble all 1,000 pieces in the proper way to replicate the picture on the front of the box. I hear it is a great joy to work a puzzle from beginning to completion. I can help for a few minutes at a time, but having the attention span of a hummingbird drinking espresso, I mostly just marvel at other people's patience. Starting out the puzzle is a jumble, an incomprehensible mess, but through hard work and perseverance, you can sort it out and assemble it and make it all make sense. Today is Trinity Sunday. Really, every Sunday is Trinity Sunday, as this Trinity is with us every Sunday in worship. In our normal liturgy, we reference the Trinity at least six times, not counting the hymns. But today, however, we'll think about the Trinity a little more than usual. And what we'll find is that thinking deeply about the Trinity can give you a headache. The more you think about the Trinity the more you realize that you cannot understand the Trinity, and in this lack of understanding, you learn a great truth about God. Today we'll confess the Athanasian Creed, which is the longest of the three ecumenical creeds confessed by Christians throughout the world. This creed confesses the Catholic faith, the Catholic with a small c, meaning the whole Christian church. The Catholic faith is this, That we worship one God in Trinity, and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. But the Godhead of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is one. One Godhead with equal glory and co-eternal majesty. Thinking about how all this fits together is like staring at the jumbled up puzzle, but there's no colors, there's no straight edges, nothing makes sense. Three persons, one God. 
Whoever would come up with a God that is three persons and one God? It it does not make sense. It is beyond comprehension. And then other words are used to describe God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Words that indicate that God is beyond human understanding. Uncreated. Infinite. Eternal. Almighty. In mathematics, an eight laying sideways is a symbol for infinity. A line with an arrow at both ends indicates an eternal line. We can symbolize the infinite, the eternal, but we cannot understand it. We really, really, really want things to have a beginning and an end. But with God, there are no edge pieces. There's no border. God has always been, and that just does not make sense. Who created God? God is uncreated. God does not make sense. God does not make sense, and a lot of what God is doing does not make sense. People are made disciples of Jesus, God the Son, by being baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and being taught to observe all Jesus has commanded. Just water and words. How can water and words do such great things? And and Jesus said, this bread is my body. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. How can the body of the eternal, infinite, almighty God the Son be present in a wafer of bread and his blood in a sip of wine? It does not make sense. And there is a tremendous prideful temptation to want to make everything make sense. Your pride tempts you to believe that you should be able to understand everything. And many people have fallen prey to this temptation. Huge groups of Christians have given up on baptismal regeneration and the real presence of Christ in Holy Communion because it does not make sense. They still baptize and have communion, but they believe, teach, and confess that these acts are not something that God is doing for you, but rather something you are doing for God. Because that makes better sense. That's something you can understand. And others have gone much further. Muhammad did not like the idea of the Trinity, and so when he made up a new religion in 610 AD, he invented a new God, without God the Son or God the Holy Spirit. Jesus and the Holy Spirit were reinvented into just being prophets. And that makes more sense than the Trinity. More recently, in 1830 in New York, Joseph Smith made up a new God in a religion called Mormonism. Mormons reject the idea of three persons in one God as illogical and contradictory. They teach that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are each separate gods 
with many other gods, and if Mormon men are good enough, they can become gods. It makes more sense than the Trinity. Even more recently, in 1872, in Pittsburgh, Charles Taze Russell made up a new god and founded the Jehovah's Witnesses that reject the Trinity as satanic. They teach that Jesus is not God, but a created being, which makes more sense than the Trinity. And for vast numbers of others, they find that they cannot comprehend the Trinity, and they just give up on God altogether. How can they believe in something that they cannot understand? So they give up on God, and they follow their own feelings. They follow the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh make more sense than the Trinity. The Trinity does not make sense, and yet we confess the Trinity to be the true Catholic faith. Because it makes sense that God does not make sense. In fact, it is essential that God does not make sense. And why is that? Why does it make sense for God to not make sense? Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, the puzzle of the Trinity is not completely incomprehensible. The one part of the puzzle of God that we get a bit of a handle on is Jesus, the incarnate Son of God. What we know about God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, we learn from God the Son who came to be God with us, Emmanuel. God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are the creators. You are the creation of God. God created, and in the creation, he established the ongoing creation of life. The plants yield seeds. The creatures of the sea are to be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. God created the creatures of the land to multiply. And then God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God created you through your parents, through their parents, all the way back to your first parents, created by God from the dust of the ground. You are the creation 
God is the creator. The creation cannot understand everything about the creator. If you have a God that you can understand, it means it is a God someone made up. A God with a beginning and an end. A God that acts like you. A God that has demands you can meet to earn salvation. A glorious God enthroned far above the human fray. A God that makes sense. The true God does things that do not make sense. The true God enters the human fray by taking on flesh and living among us. The true God shows his godly glory by suffering and dying in bloody, naked humiliation on the cruel cross. The true God conquers death by rising from the dead. What you know about God, you learn from Jesus. You learn God is a God of sacrificial love who breathed life into the first man. And after that man's fall into sin, it is this God who gives himself as the sacrifice for sin. And he breathes his spirit, his breath into you to give you faith in the true God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You confess the true God to be God, even though it does not make sense, because it is essential that God does not make sense. For he is three persons, one God, uncreated, infinite, eternal, almighty. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith with the Athanasian Creed. Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And yet 
three gods, but one God. So the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. And yet there are not three lords, but one Lord. Just as we are compelled by Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord, so also are we prohibited by the Catholic religion to say that there are three gods or lords. The Father is not made, nor created, nor begotten by anyone. The Son is neither made nor created, but begotten of the Father alone. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten, but unperceived. Thus, there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And this Trinity, none is before or after another, none is greater or less than another. But the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, so that in all things, as has been stated above, the Trinity and unity and unity and Trinity Worship. Therefore, whoever desires to be saved must think thus about the Trinity. But it is also necessary for everlasting salvation that one faithfully believe the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is the right faith that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is at the same time both God and man. He is God. Begotten from the substance of the Father before all ages, and he is man, born from the substance of his mother in this age. Perfect God and perfect man, composed of a rational soul and human flesh. Equal to the Father with respect to his divinity, less than the Father with respect to his humanity. Although he is God and man, he is not two, but one Christ. One, however, not by the conversion of the divinity into flesh, but by the assumption of the humanity into God. One altogether, not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the rational soul and the flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ. Who suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose again the third day of the day, ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from whence he will come to judge the living and the dead. At his coming, all people will rise again with their bodies, and give an account concerning their own deeds. And those who have done good will enter into eternal life, and those who have done evil into eternal fire. This is the Catholic faith. Whoever does not believe it faithfully and firmly cannot be saved.
Meyer, who was struggling with serious problems with chemo and undergoing a blood transfusion. Carolyn, friend of Rick and Cheryl Barker, who was having open heart surgery. Paul Jansen, friend of Vicki Schwab, who was fighting stage four colon cancer. Jim Hill, brother-in-law of Senator Martin, who has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Bill Westfall, Chrissy Snyder's father, who was undergoing tests for cancer. And Rob Schwann has been hospitalized for medical tests. Holy, 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 Lord of Sabaoth, we bless your name. You have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Guard your church, purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Keep her in the true faith, without error, schism, or compromise, until that day when we welcome her home as your spotless bride. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Almighty Father, as the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the deep, you honored your word and the world was created. In the waters of holy baptism, you have spoken our names and declared us righteous. You have drawn us to Jesus, the light of life, to save us. Let his light now shine through us, that others may see our good works and give glory to you. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we thank you for your abiding presence in all times of life, especially in our homes by your word. Protect our youth from all temptation and sin. Lead broken families to confess their wrongs to you and to each other, and then forgive each other as in Christ you forgive them. Open the hearts of all married people, that their love for each other may never grow weary, but deepen and grow through every joy and sorrow shared. Be with the elderly as they cope with physical limitations and weaknesses. Give them spiritual strength to cling to your mercies, which are new every morning. Lord, in your mercy. In government and law, Father, you work to establish and preserve order, protecting the weak and fostering godly virtue. Bless our president, our governor, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws. Bless all who defend us in the armed forces. Aid us in the emergency and medical fields. Hinder those who oppress any people with mistruth, violence, or fear. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty Father, as you continue to uphold your creation, be with us as we still suffer under the curse of sin. By your will, grant healing to the sick, comfort to the lonely, relief to those whose hearts are heavy with grief, and aid to those who are in any need, especially Danielle, Pastor John, George, Kelly, Kenneth, Frank, Karen, Paul, Tim, Phil, and Rob. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Father, in the blessed sacrament, your Son gives his body as the bread of heaven, and his blood as a cup of salvation. Help us to receive this blessed sacrament of faith, and show forth the fruits of the Spirit in lives of faith, repentance, and goodness. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. All these things, and whatever else we know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again, and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, and with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit, our one God, one Lord. In the confession of the only true God, we worship the Trinity in person and the unity and substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name and are all praising you and saying,
Christ strengthen and preserve you in true faith unto life everlasting. Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven. Lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.